Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. So, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Young Black and Bother podcast. Um, just like the days they're running into each other, so I don't even remember what episode this is. I think it's like 170 or 171. <laughs> um, I'm Q, and it's good to be with you all t- today, tonight, whenever you listen to this episode, and I am joined by my co-hosts. Hey, it's your girl, Chris Cash. I'm sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties with learning where the mute button is <laughs> but hey y'all and i'm greg back again for another week it's good to see y'all good to hear from you how y'all been um i am I, i'm about reaching my breaking point with zoom because i'm on it so much and it, it, i really do believe that it's starting to affect me physically just the, just the amount of screen time that i'm putting in front of my computer um but other than that, I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. I've honestly been doing pretty good. Like, I don't know if it's just the nice weather we've been having or the fact that I'm actually consistently taking my vitamin D pills, but I've just been in a great mood, y'all. So I'm really not even really bothered. I mean, besides the stupid ass people that want to open up the country, but other than that, I feel yeah, like I, I got some, I got some, I got some bullets in the chamber for that. Um, but I'm about to unload them right now. Is that right now? Okay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> all right. So, basically, we all know that coronavirus is the talk of the talk of the land, the talk of the world. Um, but specifically here in America, with three Ks, um, the Republicans, because it's they're, mainly their effort, want to rush to get us back to work in in defense of the mighty Dow and the mighty dollar. And there are health experts, including um, the top infectious disease expert in the country, Dr. Anthony Fauci, that is saying, pump the brakes, homie. If we do this too fast, more people are going to die. They're going to die quicker. And we're going to be right back where we were when we are under full quarantine. Your thoughts? Oh, well, to start, I'm still trying to grasp the concept of why we need to rush into it. They're trying to reopen these things. People haven't even gotten their stimulus checks yet. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, yo. Like, there is niggas in this country. And and when I say niggas, y'all, well, let me not even say niggas. There are people in this country. Because I'm trying to sidebar. I'm trying to stop saying niggas so much. (laughs) <laughs> this might sound like a joke to people who know me, but I'm really trying to make a conscious effort not to say nigga. <laughs> I'm laughing as I say that. But anyways, this is like, pe- there are really people in this country that have not got their stimulus check that are still out of work 
and you expect them to like, you know, jump up on this and be like ready to go. Like, no, this is crazy. It's kind of, and, and I read this thing. It was like, it's a slap in the face to the essential workers that put their life on the line. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Without question. I just feel as though I keep watching these pressers and people talk about it. And then I heard like Hogan say, on Friday, everything is going to be good. I'm like, you realize it won't because Memorial Day weekend literally is in two weeks. Exactly. And who just, how do Americans, and I, I love America. I love my country. But I just don't understand our arrogance sometimes. It's just like crazy. Like, we really just said, you know what? We got to make money so coronavirus is over. This shit is done. I don't know if who, I don't care who's dying, who got it. It's done. In America's eyes, like, stop talking about it. We getting back out there. Life goes on. Yeah. So Because we just decided this shit's over. Like, we ready to open up. We opening up. Like, China, they at least waited till their numbers went mad down. And then they opened it up. We're just like, nah, fuck it. Well, well, well. A lot of a lot of a lot of the countries who are now reopening that were um, at first hotspots are doing the same thing. They 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 waited until you know they got a handle. They flattened their curve and now is trending downward. But even then, even even now, they're still getting. They're still they're starting to see an uptick. We, people need to realize and understand that there is no cure for this right now. There is no vaccine. There is no cure. There really is no treatment. And I'm not the taking only- no vaccine that was made in six months. You got me yeah. fucked up. There is no way. Like, seriously, like, how, how do you expect me to believe that it even went through the necessary trials to make sure this is safe? And that is and, and that and that is an absolutely valid point. I understand. I understand that people are hurting financially. I am blessed. To, like I said, you know, I tell it all the time. I am blessed to be in a, in a position and that I am still able to collect the check while working from home. Yeah. Thankful. I'm very thankful for that. I also I understand that there are there are many millions, thirty three million to be exact, and. 37 or 38 million when the number when the new unemployment filings come out tomorrow morning mm-hmm. well Thursday morning um so you're looking at 40 million people who are looking for assistance that do not have a job that do not have a consistent check coming in I get that I I have all the empathy for them you know I have all you know every ounce of empathy goes my heart goes out to those people but you have these you have those who are on the front lines that are begging us please don't do this don't reopen us yet we're not ready listen to this I'm like I don't know if you guys like realize this but right now the government needs to take care of the people this is the time that we see why we have government in the first place. This is what our taxes pay for. This is what we vote for when we put these people in office to make sure they look out for us as a whole. And if you take it so it's just like a free-for-all, you're no longer looking out for us. You guys were able to bail out the banks in 2009. Now it's time for you guys to bail out the citizens. We need your help. We need the money. Y'all got the money. It's not going to hurt y'all to do this shit. Like, who the fuck do you expect to pay? And then you want us to go out and make the money for you. Like, do y'all see y'all getting pimped right now? Like, y'all, we really getting pimped right now. If they throw us out there, that's no different than a hoe on the street. Like, we literally, that's like a hoe getting raped and then the pimp saying, go back to work. You still bleeding, though. So, so I know that's vulgar, but like no, 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 but it, but it's the think absolute, about it. It's the absolute. You truth. still in pay? Your lips still busted. He like put some lipstick on and keep going. Should so we yeah. open it back up? Lipstick we opening on, that pussy back up. Lipstick on a pig. So basically, that's what it is. Lipstick on a pig. And and Chris, you make you've made you made some very excellent. I'm points, tired of being but, America's whore. I'm no, tired. No, I, I think we all are, but you made you made you made some excellent points. But we also have to remember we have an entire political party, mm-hmm. an entire political party. Check this out, yo. 
like they're literally the Republicans are literally still meeting on Capitol Hill right now. They're What's literally the meeting in there, full suit, full everything, and, and not are calling in because they're like, "Nah, fuck that, we not covering." And not wearing masks. And they high risk as hell. So y'all rather get corona and die so than a- wear a mask and say, you know, stay home. For the dollar, all for the dollar. So here's my thing, right? These jobs that people no longer have have to be filled, right? Which means people have to reapply for these jobs, which means that nine times out of 10, the jobs will be filled by people who either aren't adequate enough for the role, don't fit the role, or they'll probably have to rehire the person then. At that point, were they not? That, or they may not even rehire them? it at all. So, they may so, not so, rehire at all. They so might be like, you know what? what? We've <laughs> seen that pro- productivity could be achieved with half the people. Fuck, are we hiring half the people back again? And that it. Is, Y'all out of a job. Y'all and, not getting no job after this shit. And that is the inconvenient, the inconvenient truth that America and the Republicans don't want to realize. The job, some of those 33 million jobs that have been lost aren't coming back at all. Because those businesses, those small businesses that got shafted by the PPP, the personal the paycheck protection program, are gone forever. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with those? What do we do with those people who can't work? Who can't That's what I'm saying. You who are going like, to struggle. Who are going to struggle because, because those jobs aren't coming back and they're, you're competing with 34, 35 million other people for that same position. Exactly. That same thing. And Rent is still doing the first. Gotcha. Rent is still doing. Are you lucky like people not out here robbing? I'm not saying y'all should go rob. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm, I'm not saying, saying we we are. But I don't good. mind if you do. Because you, we are just not me. That's not going on. Just not me. Like, you just not. You lucky ain't nobody with the top the chopper to your head right now. I mean, well, you got to look at uh, uh, subscription. But we really get. We really get are going up because everyone's trying to make a dollar. Out. Yo, they they're encouraging y'all to make an OnlyFans account to get money. Yo, like what? They are encouraging y'all to pop your pussy to get money. They should, you should not have to do that, sis. I'm telling you. I mean, society wants you to think that shit is empowering, <laughs> but fuck nah. nah. And, and it's not just this women. Is, this is not it, yo. And it's not just this women. Not it. And it's not just it's women. It's men too. Men, men too. Are, men, are up there I, eating their dicks men, or Yes. Are, they're having their, they're, they're starting OnlyFans, OnlyFans accounts because everyone is desperate right now. Like the, the level of desperation in this country economically is off the chains. Exactly. They're so desperate. I know this guy. I went to high school with you. No bullshit, y'all. No bullshit. He is on my <laughs> Snapchat right now. When I fought when I follow cuz he was just posting regular like anime shit and like, you know, stuff weird niggas post. All of a sudden, <laughs> now he's making dick videos. And now I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to just uh, follow him, but I don't want to see his penis anymore. Like, and he got the little special lock and key on the joint. I'm like, yo, see? I really like. How did how did you go from reading anime to being a dick on live? I don't understand. But that's just how it is right now. People have to do what they got to do. It's just sad that it came to the fact that you got to do OnlyFans, which. Some people over and, and you know what? I'm not even knocking the joints that want to do OnlyFans because I know some people really want to be in the porn industry. I'm talking about you. Yo, I know this one joint. She was up there shaking her ass all wild and crazy, pouring frosted flakes and milk on her ass in the kitty pool in her grandma's living room. See? What the fuck is that? I don't understand. That's what so, we do. And the reason why I know is grandma's <laughs> living room because you can see the graduation pictures from the see? 70s on the ledge. See? Like, come on, sis. You doing that in grandma's living room? Nah. So, so basically, you know, basically the moral of the story is desperate times call for desperate messages. And I want to say, and, and, and right now we are in desperate messages and people are doing, or taking to other alternative forms of income to to survive. Um, 
But, yeah, I get it. I mean, I do get the survival. Like, <laughs> you really out here eating on OnlyFans to survive. I really get that. But it's like, we should not have to do that. And we need to start putting our foot on the <clears throat> lawmakers' necks and be like, fuck, no, we're not taking that shit no more. So don't go to work. Y'all need and, to stage a no, we not working. Like a, I don't know what you call that. A, a, like, strike, a protest, a, a strike. And just like, yeah. it needs to be a, just like there needs to be a rent strike. There needs to be a whole bunch of strikes. But I want to... Everybody don't pay your rent on the first. It's all in See what wanna, they going to do. <laughs> I... I, you know that that conversation was definitely was really was desperately needed. But also, I want to segue into an even more important conversation that we need to that needs to be had by policymakers and everything in America, and that is on what education is going to look like post COVID. Mm. Um, we all know, <clears throat> and we 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 recognize that you there's times we every generation that gets a chance to re- to correct the mistakes of the past. We are in those, we are in one of those times right now when it comes to education in America. Um, we know that there is a prison, to, a school to prison pipeline. We know that our black and brown children are not, are, are definitely disadvantaged when it comes to having educational access. And that's something that we have seen even like highlighted in alarming, alarming numbers during this current um, distance learning that we are all that the, everyone in the country is in right now, the, the matter, the fact of the matter is, there are students who cannot access the information because they do not have the means, the technology, or the Wi-Fi access to access this information. So. I want to shift the conversation. I want to shift the conversation to what do you want, or what would you like to see our classrooms in oh. America look like after we are hopefully done with this whole pandemic mess? Well, I'll, I'll start by saying this, and it's just what you said. I'm just kind of like going off of it. We can't really correct the past until the assholes from the generation before ours was born finally die out. It seems like they're the ones who are creating the problems. They're the ones that are stuck in their ways. I'm sure we are too, but we're still living with the shit that they've created or the things that they feel are something that they don't want to change. So we have to wait for them to die in order for our children's children to finally have some semblance of livelihood, if that makes sense. Because we're not going to see it. Our kids might not see it. Their kids, possibly. But it starts with us today, I'm assuming. But that is, I have no that kids. Is, well, yeah, it really does. Like, what if everybody just said, fuck it, we not paying our rent on the first? What yep. y'all gonna do? What y'all gonna do? Like, you can't kick <clears throat> us all out. Well, Chris, here's the thing. It's not even Good luck. with the rent and all that. We can work that out. We can't work out the education. Like, for Oh, me, yeah, the education, you know, too. Yeah, but, like, for me, I'm about to have a daughter. And like you and, you know, all of us were saying in pre-roll, when she turns the age to go into school, one, what is she going to be learning? Because they're not going to bring this up. This ain't going to be in the textbooks. They're going to act like this shit never happened. You don't think so? Nope. Well, not. it'll be like, hey. Um, I feel like it's going to be some delay. It'll probably be like at least 10 years <laughs> from now. It'll be and totally when they do look back on this, right. it's going to be totally different from what we thought it was. I bet I guarantee you that. But the thing is, we need teachers like Q and, you know, more mm-hmm. teachers actually are involved in, like, the children's lives because they have children of their own. And they don't want to see their children fail. So as a result, they don't want to have your child fail. But then you exactly. have principals who are honestly like, well, fuck it. It's okay. So, I, so I, my hardest, if they didn't get it, they didn't get it. I've never heard Q say, you know what? If they didn't get it, they didn't get it. But now... You're going to have these parents who can't educate their kids because the kids can't go to school. But that's also people becoming teachers just because they want to get out of school or some shit. Yeah, but they, or they just or because get, they want their loans closed, or get a free, off. or get a free edu- get a free education, get a free master's or free doctor, and then leave the profession. Yeah, and then we yeah, have this exactly. constant turnover, especially in our especially in our our schools that are populated with brown and black children. Mm-hmm. And who experienced fifty to seventy percent teacher turnover every year, 
You they go not. do those Teach for America programs and then be out. Right. Absolutely. Never teach again. So so we're live. So as we're recording this, we're live on Facebook right now. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear your comments of what you think education should look like in a post-COVID world. Um, so we will be listening for your we will be listening for your comments. Like I said, I wanted to bring this up because this is an issue. I mean, education it an edu- having an education is the key to unlocking every potential in every child and person's life. If you don't have that, if you don't have it, if you don't have the don't have an edu- a good education where you can survive in this world, you're screwed. Absolutely. So that's why I say that this, at this conversation, it needs to be happening. We need to be thinking about as as policymakers, as educators, as school leaders, as um, uh, school district leaders. We need to be having these conversations because it's almost it's ha- we're halfway through ju- uh, through May now. August September is will be here before you know it. Basically, we all know the days are running into each other, and basically it's it's not Wednesday. It's a day that ends with Y at this yeah. point. And eventually our children are going to have to come back to school. And, and what is it going to look like? We already know that there's going to be significant gaps in our children's education because data is, they have been, we've been learning from home for now three months, well, almost three months. And we also know that Great inequities exist with children and families being able to even access the material that teachers are creating online right now. Yeah. So, one, how do we address those gaps? How does education look? How does classroom-based learning look when we return to school, when August, September comes around and it's time for a new school year, and we are either still in distance learning, or we're implementing some, some type of social distancing in schools where children are coming to school two days a week or one day a week or three days a week. And then the rest of the learning is, is online and just in, in distance learning. What do now, we want this to look like? Now, Q, you as a teacher, you're constantly learning. You're learning the processes that the kids have to learn. For us who, you know, obviously don't have children or people who have children, but they didn't have to learn the same things they had, you know, they have to learn. It's one of those things now. They have no choice but to learn it because they're going to be the ones that have to teach it. Right. And they don't want to do that. Like, I was just watching the news and they were saying that now mm-hmm. summer camps are canceled. So it's a situation where it's like, you're going to be in your kids' lives more than you thought you were. And you can't pawn them off on a Mr. Harrison or Mrs. Smith or anybody like that. You have to learn that shit before you give it to them. So first, it comes down to the parent having to educate themselves or re-educate because honestly... After college, a lot of people were just like, oh, fuck it. I got what I got. I don't need to learn no more. Right. And now they're yeah, teaching great shit point. kids now. are like, wait, they'll bring their homework to their parents. The parents are probably like ours. They were like, wait, what the fuck is it? No. Like, zero divided, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. So, I, I don't know. Me being yep. somebody without a kid, maybe I'm kind of like not knowledgeable about it. But at the same time, I know what I have to look forward to, thanks to like you and friends who have children. And I see y'all talk mm-hmm. all the time, like, hey, like, I gotta do this for my kid. I have to learn this, I have to learn this. Like, so if you have to learn that now, what is my kid gonna have to learn in four to five years? And it's right. right. So those are all, those are very valid points that you, that you made. And like I said, you have the perspective of you're an expectant father, right? Mm-hmm. So, you haven't gone through as a parent the education system yet, but it's coming. So that's I. So basically, like this, this honestly, this conversation is geared to parent to people like you that don't have children right now, may have children on the way. Their child is maybe one or two years old and is not school age yet. What are our classrooms going to look like when they reach that stage? Mm-hmm. What do you what like what what do you envision? How do you want education to look like? Is it smaller class sizes? Is it more one more one on one practice with with kids with students? Um, is it more than one teacher in the classroom? Is it not even a teacher? It is more than one adult in the classroom. 
for those extra supports because the extra support could be the school psychologist, could be a school social worker, it can be the school counselor, it can be a behavior tech. What you know, those are all the all of these different conversations that we that district, school districts, teachers, administrators, everyone need to be having right now. And not just them having it, but making sure that key stakeholders like educators who have always been shut out of the table, shut out from the table when policy has been made. Yep. Parents who has always been shut out. Mm-hmm. Making sure that their their voice is being heard, that they're at the table because we are the ones, parents, teachers are the ones, educators are the ones that will be implementing the policy, whatever policy, whatever, whatever directive that comes from this change, we're gonna be the ones implementing it. Now let me ask but, you a question. Let me ask you a question. I don't want to cut you off. Mm-hmm, um, do you feel as though now as a parent, you have to go into your child's education like a job interview where when you step into that school, you pre- you basically presenting yourself as if like your child is auditioning for a role or a job. Where the first question you ask is, "How did you handle the pandemic to help further my child's education?" Right. I mean, that is a great that is a great question. Yes, to, to put it simple, yes, we have to we have to make sure that one we have educators that are really dedicated to children. And two, what supports, what services are, are we going to be able to provide your child if we see that there is there's a gap? So yes, you definitely parents need to definitely need to ask those questions because those are questions because the fact of the matter is parents can ruffle the feathers of administrators even further than educators can. Why your child? is worth this amount of money in your in a school's budget. And if you pull that child, pull your child out of my school, that's less money I'm going to have to spend, less money than I'm going to be able to spend to provide the services for every student in the building. Okay. So, so parents have a monumental voice, and now is the time to speak up and make that voice be heard. So then what is the vetting process for teachers and educators like say if your kid comes home they don't get it i know now they have like systems where teachers will call the parents and say hey your kid isn't doing good blah 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 what i'm basically asking is who's to blame for the lack of proper training and education of your child is it the school system or is it the individuals that hired the teachers i think it's a little i think it's a little bit of both and we also and, and that is a great set and that's a great um, again, another great question. We also have to look at how we are preparing teachers mm-hmm. because education is a it, education is a field. The pedagogy is definitely needed. It's <clears throat> experience that helps a, a, a teacher become a great teacher. I can now, learn. Do they this. like teach you guys like distance learning? Is that like something you no, learn no. in school? No, mm-hmm. no. And, you know, like we've gone to a, like a lot of schools before the pandemic. We were or like doing workshops a lot of, or something. We were doing like blend. We had like instances of blended learning, but nothing like this where everything is 100 percent online. Like the blended learning wow. is you're in the classroom, you're getting teacher led instruction in the classroom, maybe in a small group, maybe it's whole group whatever and then the distance learning the the blended learning those those the the clevers of the world the zern the i ready mm-hmm. st math we're self those programs were supplementing the instruction that was taking place now mm-hmm. we're in this model where it's 100 percent online and we know that there are subject yeah i've seen that before like being advertised before covid mm-hmm. like the k through 12 Mm-hmm. online public school mm-hmm. now would you say like it is doable then it like is people just need to really get on the page or is it only doable for certain privileged groups like me that well that is what we're seeing right now that is what mm-hmm. we're seeing right now like we when kids are in the school are in school or in the building they have the access you know we have the most schools have the technology 
have the technology for students to, to access that information while at school. Mm-hmm. The difference that we're seeing now is that parents don't have that. We have families that are desperate, that don't have Wi-Fi service or wi- adequate Wi-Fi coverage, don't have a tablet, laptop, or even a workable smartphone to even access the information on their phones that they need to. So wait, so with this whole distance learning thing, you know, say if you have a classroom of 15, now you don't just have a classroom of 15, you have a classroom of the original 15 students and then 15 to 30 more people because you have to train and educate the parents on how to properly train them from their homes, right? Right. That's, that's, that's basically the story of education in America during COVID. So the, I guess the bigger question is, at least for me in the scope, how do you change that knowing what's going on now for the next school year? Well, one, um, we definitely need to, um, school districts definitely need to see which families do not have access and provide that access. Um, whether that means providing them with a tablet or a laptop um, or some school, some school districts and charter schools are offering um, are paying for was- uh, hotspots so that if you even if you give you the technology, you now have the, you know, you now have the means to access the content. Um, I think we need to do a wholly better job of like educating parents that um, this is the normal right now. And like, so there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of gaps that we need to correct in, in terms of education in America, because it's not just a student. You got to also think about some of these parents are not um, adequately prepared because they don't have the education themselves. A lot of them have gaps in gaps in learning or deficiencies in learning some of them you know we have some parents that can't read mm-hmm. we have some kids that we have some parents that are reading below what their child's great grade level is yeah so there's a there's so much that needs to be fixed corrected addressed looked at and that's why i'm saying that these conversations need to be need need, need to be had now yeah or else we're going to waste this opportunity that we have to fundamentally change how we educate our children. And then the fact that you said the new normal, I think a lot of people, they take that, they see it for what it is, the new normal. They're like, no, I want it to be back to what it was. I want to get back to what we were doing. We're not. We're never getting back there. It's over. That, that you might as well... Um, Dig a dig a hole six feet deep and put that. Yeah, old life is never going up the same. They just canceled uh, Golden Corral. Yeah, like they closed all the stores. That's it. Like, Q, that That's was it. no more Golden Corral, man. I feel like I, I need to call Phil up because you and Phil have a good dialogue when it comes to like that whole scope of things. I'm gonna definitely call him up when we do like the break because this might have to be a two part right here because. I mean, what is, what was normal? Because whatever the fuck we did before, it wasn't clearly working. it didn't work. So. And now, I'm, I'm like I said, it. this is the perfect time to fix it. Yeah. And not just in, and not in, and not just in education. We got to look at inequality, both economic and racial. Yeah. We got to look at the healthcare, our broken healthcare system, which is being exposed for the brokenness it is right now. Mm. We have to look at all of this, like how we are so focused on the dollar and instead of the people. They're really trying to get people to go back to jobs that they don't have. That's what I'm, I'm oh my God, I'm so, I'm pissed off about it. You know what? I don't want to be pissed off anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's do First 48. Who wants okay. to tell the people exactly what for, uh, First 48 is? Chris, it's you. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, First 48 is a game that we play on the show where basically, like, we pick a random city and state that has a wild-ass story. So, it'll be like a wild story, and you have to guess the city and state it took place in. And it's usually Florida. Usually. Or Texas. Or, so, or New Jersey. 
Or New Jersey. Oh, yeah. New Jersey's randomly had a lot of weird crimes. Yeah. Actually, speaking on this whole coronavirus thing, I've heard a lot of bad shit about New York. I haven't heard too much about the people of New Jersey. And maybe it's because they always in the house. Maybe because they always doing, like, ain't shit stuff. But I ain't heard much out of them, so. Jersey had a couple spikes, but nothing like New York. Yeah. Well, then you can just, like, wash the whole state out. But another story. (laughs) First story. A five-year-old boy was pulled over while driving his mom's car. He told the trooper that he was on his way to California to buy a Lambo. That's the first 48 state. Oh, I saw this. Utah. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a WYPIPO state. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Wyoming. Sorry, Q. Chris is right. This happened in Utah. And the crazy is, how did a five year old get on the highway? Like that five year old drove far as fuck by himself. Like. Yo, he yeah. might be a prodigy. Y'all need to get him in a NASCAR right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually did. Now that, now that, now that I think of it, I did see that story, and praise God that nothing bad happened to that child. Like, how did he could have ended very badly. Highway. He could have ended very badly. All the way to the highway, that kid knew what he was doing. He was going to go get his Lambo. He deserves that Lambo. They should put him on the, on the like a free Lambo ride. Oh, he did get one. He oh, they one. gave him a Lambo ride. They didn't give him. They didn't give him a Lambo. They gave him a Lambo ride. So he did get his Lambo ride. Stupid kid. He did get his Lambo ride, but he's yeah. five years old though. How did he reach the pedals? Like that kid was like none of this makes sense to me. Like, did they have like the handicap car? I, so. I don't know. Well, here's the next article. This one has to do with the our president. So. Leaked White House data shows that the infections have spiked more than 1,000% in these rural areas that back Donald Trump. Oh, Georgia. That's at least three states. Georgia, Kentucky, not Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, and uh, the most fucked up state in the country, Florida. Okay. What you got? I'm going to say Michigan. Mm. You only got one of these right. Chris got none. This happened in Tennessee, Kansas, Nebraska, mm. Minnesota, and Wisconsin. And then, wow. And, then, and then, look, Wisconsin today, um, their Supreme Court just ended ruled against um well they struck down the extension of the stay home order in wisconsin they um, considered it unlawful invalid and unenforceable at the finding that the state's health commissioner exceeded their authority this is wisconsin supreme court the reason why wisconsin was going <clears throat> to the polls that during a pandemic <laughs> wow <laughs> people really want to die like they've done it before. That's what's scary. They let them at this point. Let them. Who cares? Yes, just just please sign a waiver first that relinquishes. Let them die and relinquishes you your. You got to cremate right, the corona bodies. That you know that relinquishes your health insurance and life insurance because basically it's suicide. Pretty much. Let me see our next story. A salon owner claims coronavirus shutdown order violates the freedom of religion. Hmm. Michigan. You know. Oh, I'm, I'm going to read the article because this is good. The owner Arkansas. What would you say? Arkansas. Oh, Lord. The owner of a faith-based hair salon filed a federal lawsuit arguing that the state's coronavirus safer at home order violates her First Amendment rights. The suit from Jessica Natell, owner of Kingdom Cuts in blank, named defendants blank, 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 blank. She said that her hair salon, as the name implies, is actually a ministry. God bless America. Ministry of death? Because <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. <laughs> Too much. A ministry of sickness and death. Okay. Sickness and death. Wonderful. That should be the 
the show title this week, Sickness and Death. <laughs> Damn, Q, that was good. I like that. I was going to name the show something else, but In Sickness and Death, I like that. Guess the first 48 state, though. I, I said Michigan. You said Michigan? Which one you got, Chris? I say Arkansas, yeah. Yeah, you can say Arkansas. This happened in Wisconsin. Again, we're going to have to bump up Wisconsin to like the top three of the most fucked up states. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, they are kind of wild. They clearly like to die. Maybe it's because Green Bay ain't won in a while. They're just like, you know what? And Green Bay and the Packers just chose um, um, a quarterback. Aaron Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's a new article. That's the first 48 state. A Apparently, a man angered by his weight at a deli line pulls out his gun at a Publix. Um, I'm, I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with Nebraska on this one. Something um, those who aren't black or brown would do. <clears throat> Chris, what you got? I have Texas. Texas. Unfortunately, this happened in Orlando, Florida. Dang, same in my eyes. Yeah, can we just can we like literally? I'm, you know, <laughs> can we just like? Is there a way we could just connect, like disconnect Florida from the rest of the United States and just let them float away to oblivion? Please. <laughs> I know, I know, people. I know, as black and brown people, will miss Miami. We'll find a new Miami. It's time for them to go. Well, if you haven't been pissed off yet, I have one for you. This story is top tier funny. Let me get to it. This mask has a hole in it so you can sip your cocktail while socializing. The booze is not included. That's the first 48 state where it was created. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia was Georgia took the lead in extra guess. So Tennessee. Tennessee. So you, you both get one extra guess. Okay. So I guess we both are. It's not California. <laughs> it's not California. I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. Mm, well, really, you, well, really you can insert any state that has a Republican governor. Mm-hmm. Arizona. Arizona. Damn. You guys, I, I got to give you the fail button. Where's my fail button? Let me be very clear. The answer is hell no. So, basically, this happened in New Orleans as Ellen McComber, an artist and seamstress, has created feathered and sequined garments. Well, masks is what she's supposed to be calling them. In New Orleans, that allow you to sip while staying safe. The mask has a small slot in the middle, which can fit a straw for sipping cocktails. She and her assistant produced 40 of these masks in a week and charges $30 a piece. They sold out within 30 minutes, and now she's trying to ramp up production, even saying she would go on Shark Tank in order to get them fulfilled. Mark Cuban is not supporting this business. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no way. There's no way. I, I'm going to put this link in the chat. Well, in our chat and in Facebook. Because I've never in my life seen people this fucking desperate. This shit is sad. Nobody should ever want to buy a mask that's suppo- like, supposed to protect your face. But it has a hole in it. Not even your face. You're the most vulnerable. The two... Out of two out of the three most vulnerable areas of your body for for contract for contracting coronavirus, your mouth and your nose. Yeah. Well, her answer is anything is better than nothing. Variety is the spice of life. If we're going to be handling different errands, this is just one option for one of the bread, uh, the variety of errands that you're <laughs> going to need to do. Absolutely not. Okay. As I said before, this show title. It, this show is going to be titled "In Sickness and Death" because that is a death Ooh. sentence. Yo, people just, what's so hard about staying in the house? I know we said we were going to try to pass this coronavirus thing, but we got to come back for a second. 
And you've been seeing like endless celebrities perform in the house. Like just sit down and enjoy that. Like even right now, Trick Daddy and Trina going live, having a concert right now. Like, come on. We'll we'll wrap the show up very quick then because I want to see this madness. I got to see this. Yeah, they in there. Trina got the face mask. Trick Daddy in the back. Let's make it. You got to pay for that usually. See, what we're going to do is we're going to have. One more that I'm gonna give y'all, and then we can just briefly touch on news, and then we're gonna wrap this up because I feel like we have to come back with another educator so we can finish that education discussion next week, and then yes, because between the insecure episode and then this, I think they got enough from us. Um, so this one you don't have to guess. Protesters do squats and uh, and push-ups while demanding that their gym reopens. Florida, yes, Florida. Fl- Fl- Florida. Yes. Clear water this, this Florida, to be exact. <laughs> the issue is, y'all did this outside, which means you didn't need the gym to do it to begin with. So what the fuck? What? Okay. I'm just understanding. I just don't understand why white people are just so angry, yo. But it wasn't even just white people, because I see some black people out there, too. They just tripping down there. I don't know. Yeah. Or, like this one that happened in Yellowstone National a woman illegally entered Yellowstone National Park after they closed it because of COVID, and then she fell into a hot spring while taking pictures. Good. I hope she... Uh, good, good. The serves her right. Again, in sickness and in death. <laughs> in sickness and death. Now, Q, this one might trigger you a little bit. It triggers me, so it's, I know for a fact it's going to trigger you. A woman was seen driving over headstones at Houston National Cemetery on Mother's Day. Texas. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with yes? And mm-hmm. I, I've actually, <clears throat> I've actually have restrained from like the, my regular use of profanity this week. But what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, like, what the? F- why are you driving on headstones? Wouldn't that fuck up your tire? Not even your. Not even your. Not even your tire. Why are you driving on grass? Why are you but driving on a period? Why are you in a cemetery? Why are you driving in a cemetery unless you want to... Oh, Jesus Christ. So, it says Jesus. that... People are sick, man. She went over a dozen graves by the time that she was finished. They said everyone was shocked and would never expect something like that to happen. This is Houston, and they're crazy drivers, but I've never seen them go through a cemetery. Not <laughs> unless it was a medical emergency. But even... But you could, like, what the hell? Even in action movies, whenever they go through cemeteries and stuff, you notice they never knock off like headstones. They might roll over one of the flat ones, but they never run over them ever. First of all, they're not even like on the road in a cemetery. There, there are no headstones. Period. What the? So yeah, that's weird. Just still looking for this woman. So we're going to find that out next week, I'm sure. Oh, and our last first forty-eight for the week. A man was arrested three times in a day, released each time over coronavirus fears. A man in California was arrested three times over the course of 12 hours on Wednesday, including, oh wait, this shit happened today at the time of our recording. It's not even, it's 10 o'clock. Anyway, a man in California was arrested three times over the course of 12 hours on Wednesday, including for allegedly leading officers on a pursuit, and he was only given citations and released each time due to, no, never mind. This motherfucker ran the police on three, like, car chases in one day and got out. Well, you know, well, you know like, basically right now, like, like even in D.C., that is the case right now. Unless it's, a, like, a very serious crime, like a murder or something like that, um, you're getting a citation release just to reduce the, 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 the um, jail population because that's where the outbreak is right now. In jail. I absolutely get that. <clears throat> I give up. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, Perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. 
Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. So let me see. Do we have any quick news that we can talk about before we get up out of here for the week? Um, well, Maryland's opening the state back up on Friday. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> but not in PG County. PG and Montgomery, yeah. PG and Montgomery County are excluded from the from the from phase from the phase one reopening. Um like you still can't do dining. Um, but like retail stores can reopen um with a maximum capacity of fifty percent. But no the- lie, I'm going to Waffle House. What what is that's in Frederick? Though, I'm going to Waffle House. So, <laughs> so here's my question. Say if you I'm going to drive to Waffle House. Say if you're going to H and M. H and M has like on there like the front of the store about the capacity. Capacity is like I want to say it's like maybe 150, 160 at the most for capacity. How are you going to say if it's going to be 50? That's still what. It's 80 people, right? That's 75 people. But that's that's what's going to happen. They're going to have security people out front. Just basically like like the gro- how the grocery stores are doing it right now. So um, they're going to let a certain number of people at a time. And then um, everyone else will have to socially distance outside and wait to come in. Fuck the government at this point. Y'all really want everybody to die. So let's just end this show with a good piece of news. It's good and bad, depending on how you see it. And it's local news, ironically. Howard University Hospital opened free COVID-19 testing on site in Northeast D.C. Yeah, so I, I, I can speak to that. That's so some good news. That is some, that is some good news, but you still, like, it's not, like, you have to be part of a vulnerable population in order to still get the test. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good news, but it's still not good news because I can't just walk up to it and write, hey, test me. Yep. You have to have. You still have to have um, a referral from a from a physician in order to get the in order to be tested. Oh, so you have to be like high risk or something. Absolutely. So like, the, it's still not. It's still like it's expanded testing, which is great, um, but it's still not. I can walk up, get tested, and I have to have a doctor's referral. Yeah. That was. Honestly, that's the show. We don't have anything else. You know, we're not going to talk about uh, Takashi Six Nine. We'll do that next week. Uh, we'll talk about Boosie and the Sun next week. Um, what else? Oh, um, rest in peace, Little Richard. He died last week. So rest in peace. To no, he had, and that was on Monday. That was Monday, wasn't it? Damn. Yeah, that was Monday. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, one more good piece of news that I just found out that only pertains to people who work there. So Twitter, if you do work there. Jack Dorsey announced that employees have the option to work from home indefinitely. Well, that sounds is, good I, to me, and it's only saving him money if he has to cut down on office space. And 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 and, and, and honestly, honestly, COVID has exposed the mm-hmm. fact that telework works. Yep. So I can save on overhead and have. And I can still be efficient and, and provide the ser- provide the services for, cu- for to my customers, even if my employees are working from home. So I'm is- about to become anti telework, only because I see the scam that these companies are about to gain by letting us telework. Like our job will literally be embedded in our lives twenty four seven. Would it though? You think you're going to just really stop working at nine to five? Hell no! You gonna work when you want to. I mean, and I, then it will just become twenty four hours of work. Like I, 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 I do that now, I, like, pretty much. And also, like, and that shit is probably trash too. And then also, you know, like, go back to what I said, like, on the how how am I, you know, when Greg asked how how are we doing? Yeah. And then they're saving on office space. Now you have your job at your home. Like you can't even escape that shit. But so, me, yeah. It just depends on the job. Like, you have to be in a position where you can tell your employer, hey, my hours were still my hours, or, you know, we can flex these hours, but once I clock out, I clock out. Like me, I know for a fact I wake up every morning, morning, I do my work. 
if you see that I'm inactive or you see that I'm away or something like that, I'm fucking gone. That's it. There is no, hey, can you come back? Blah, blah, blah. And I think that's why a lot of these companies and these jobs want you to come back to work. It's like, we want to be able to put you under the thumb. I think it's a matter of time before work becomes all day, every day. You're going to be at home. You're going to have to build a whole workstation Mm -hmm. in your home. In your home? Like, what if I wanted to put some meaningless bullshit right there? Like, I couldn't. That's fine. Because you got I'd me rather, working. I'd rather do that. Like, it would, why, you say why, that now until you can't do it and until you have to. Like, I, sure, I it sure that. sounds good now because you can't. But now, when you when you can't get rid of it, we will never be able to get rid of that. Like, yeah. they already what? do that with the communal workspace shit that you can just come in and work and then leave sometimes. Like now, yeah. how do you feel about? How do you feel about? Even if you get to work from home, you have the like a three-two schedule or a two-three schedule where you see that I like that. I can go into work and do the things I can't do at home at work, and then everything I can do at home, I do them for the other three days. Again, remember that. Well, that's what, like I said, that like going back to going back to to that education conversation that Mm -hmm. we're having that we just had and Mm -hmm. are going to continue. That is the proposal. Like yeah. one of the proposals, I know just looking at the Maryland reopening schedule for schools, um, proposals for schools. One of the proposals is kid, uh, students come in one day a month, one day mm-hmm. a week, so four days a month, um, and then the rest of the time is on is online based until we can like resume full like a full schedule of in classroom learning. Um, another, one of the, another one of the proposals is two days a week, and then yeah. the rest of the three days is, is online. Or two days a week in, in class, two days a week online, and then having that one day for teachers to have uh, PD and like planning, all day planning and, and things like that. Think about how much money they could save if they didn't have to have a school. That's more money than- no more light. No Millions more of dollars. Millions no more of dollars. Cutting the grass. All you kids, get on your computer. But that right there, maybe Yo, I'm just being selfish. Scary, man. I don't know. No, I know for a fact I'm being selfish because I enjoy being in my space. More importantly, I get work done in like a fourth of the time. Instead of, you know, being pulled into this meeting, having this person come up to your desk and talk to you and you got to go and find lunch. I'm like, all I got to do is literally get up in my underwear, go to the fridge, make my own food. I saved more money in the past, what, six weeks than I ever thought I would. Now, the first two weeks were kind of shaky because I was like, oh, I'm going to just drink alcohol and order delivery. That's where the six pounds came from. Outside of that, if I could do this for the next, like, two, three months, because I know it's going to happen. My wife, she hates this shit right now. She's like, Craig, what about the summer? There is no summer. Q and I talk about this almost every night on Instagram Live. Summer's done. I'm just waiting for the community to just hit us with an email saying that the pool's closed. At that point, I know. Oh, it's going to be unless uh, unless you can unless you can implement social distancing, which is a little easier in the pool. But yeah, like that's one of the conversations that's being had right now too. Like how this how like it's it's about to get hot and yeah. and and nobody's trying to be cranked up in a in a in a. I wonder if like box all day. getting a beach house mm-hmm. is acceptable. Like with your so. family and just get a beach house and y'all camper out there. I think for a couple of weeks. Like the beaches and stuff like this just said this and it made so much sense. She was like, the reason why they pushed it to instead of being June 1st, they pushed it to June 8th because they want to see how many people contract the coronavirus over Memorial, Memorial Day, Day doing yep. stupid shit. And I was like, you know what? There's going to be a lot of people going to Ocean City. So you brought it up. I was like, yo, like, Ocean City is the one. Uh, what's the one in Delaware? Is it Dewey? Rehoboth. Rehoboth and Dewey. Rehoboth and Dewey. So, both of them. And Bethany. And Bethany and Atlanta City. And then what are, oh, Miami, too. But Florida already trying to kill itself, so. Is Atlantic City opening? Yes. They said it was. They, they say they were. What? Go. But that may, that may change. Governor Murphy may say, it's thinking about, like, keeping it closed but, but it, no it, lie atlantic is. city is literally <laughs> all the casinos like so many people mm-hmm. make their living that whole city has got to be 
tank. They're suffering right now. They're suffering. They're suffering hard. Like all my friends in college who was from Atlantic City had some side of a casino. Either their mom worked there or they worked there. Like everybody was working at the casino. I can't do it. I hope for the best for everybody who thinks that, you know, going back to work is a good idea. But in the grand, grand, you know, grand scheme of things, like, just stay in the house. I get it. Everybody has cabin fever. Nobody wants to do this, that, and the third. But nobody told you I can't go outside. It's not like they put like locks on everybody's front door and was like, stay here for two months. Go on the wall. Go on the wall. Like I I I, you know, um, you know, I walk around the block. Sometimes mm-hmm. I go get a bike share and mm-hmm. just do a quick it's 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 ways to do exercise. It's ways to do exercise. It's ways to get fresh air. I'm lucky that I live in, uh, I live where I have a balcony and I can just sit out on the balcony or whatever. But you don't have to be inside your home. Mm. All we're saying, all they're saying, all the scientists and the doctors and everyone is saying is don't go around people unless yeah. they live with you. Yeah. Oh, you, you reminded me to tell you this, to say on the show about the absentee ballots. If you could get them, do them now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. And and actually, what DC what DC is trying to do is like be automatic. They'll just send everybody one. That's what DC is trying to do. But if you have not registered, or if you move, and and I actually need to do the same thing. You update my address with the board of elections. Um, But if you haven't done so, um, you can request it in DC. There is no, um, it's no excuse. Like you don't need to provide an excuse why you need an absentee ballot. It's no excuse. So apply for your absentee ballot, send that in, and when you do, you're supporting the, you're you're supporting the postal service, which is very important because the postal service is constitutionally mandated, and the Republicans are trying to kill it. Yeah. So we got a comment on Facebook from Seth. He says. I guess in regards to what we were talking about, just getting outdoors and, you know, being active, it says we're splitting the difference. We're going camping this weekend, keeps us out of the house, but away from everyone else. See? Yes. That, like I said, there's different ways. Like we can go out. Like, they're, saying, they're not saying we are like permanently shut in our home. Go go out. Go take a walk. Just practice social distancing. You see someone roaming across the street, now you, that may mean you need to cross the street for a second, then cross back, or wait until they pass by. Yep. There's ways to do it. Just don't be in a damn crowd. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just want to say one thing, because I think a lot of people have like this misconception of masks and shit like that. Plus, I want to get to the street mm-hmm. now, because I need to see her. You are required to have a mask in certain places. If you're going on a walk and you know for a fact that you're not going to see another person for the next 10 minutes, nobody's saying keep the fucking mask on your face. But just have the mask on no, You can take it off. Like, you can take it off just as long as just as long as like if you are no like if you're walking, you see somebody coming, put the damn mask on. Thank but you. if you're walk if you're walking on the street and it's just you and it's you for a couple of miles or as long as you, the walk is going to be, you don't need to wear it. Yeah. You don't need to wear it. And, and that, that brings up a really important thing that I wanted to say. Just one last thing. Everybody who wants to go back to work doesn't realize that masks are going to be mandatory. None of us have worn a mask unless we work in like the health department or, you know, in some type of essential field for 7.5 hours. If you're at home right now, you know you can take your mask off and be comfortable. Enjoy it while it lasts, because the same one, same you people who were deciding that they wanted to just go back to work on Monday, just know you're wearing that fucking mask. All day long. All day. I don't want to hear no complaints when you get back to work about how much you hate it, you want to quit your job, because there are a lot of people who would love to have your job that right now, they don't. So be grateful for what you have, wear the fucking mask, stay in the house when you can. I don't know, man. I don't know what else. People want to die fine in sickness and death. Mm-hmm. So let them know where they can find y'all on social media so we can get them out of here. Yeah, you can find me at Chris Cash. I'm sorry. You can find me at Chris Cash DC on Instagram and at Viva La Marie on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at QDZ1906 and on um, the god awful site Instagram at your child teacher 1906. 
You can find us all at youngblackpod at gmail. You can send us a letter, join the Patreon, do a, you know anything, buy merch. If you want to contact us, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and all that. We probably want to go on Instagram Live in a minute. You and I just shoot the shit and finish talking about this education stuff. So until next week, we'll see you.